Hey everybody, it's Charles from HumbleMechanic.com and today we're talking about 10 Habits of Successful Technicians. This is episode 23 of the Humble Mechanic Podcast. This show is one of the first videos that I did that I think really resonated with the automotive community, whether it was with young upcoming technicians or technicians that are in tech school, so I guess they're not technically technicians yet, technically, uh, or someone that had been around a while and maybe just needed a little bit of a shakeup in their career or a jolt to say, hey, you know, you can be doing better, you can be more successful, you can make more money, right? That's what a lot of what we do as our jobs is all about. It's about making money. It's not everything. It's not all about the zeros on your paycheck, but for most of us, if we didn't get paid for what we did, we'd probably be doing something else. So we're going to be talking about 10 things, and most of these things are what I like to refer to as common sense. Yes, things like being on time, things like knowing what you're doing, knowing your product, knowing what you're working on, understanding how it works. Not forgetting the basics is probably the one that I think us technicians need the most refresher on. We get caught up in so much high-tech in really intense stuff that oftentimes we tend to forget to make sure we check that the fuse is not blown or that the fuse is even there in the first place. So we're going to talk about that and a lot of other things today. Remember, if you want exclusive content, discounts you can get nowhere else to places like Prime Sunglasses, 42 Draft Design, Kerma TDI, and more. Check out the crew membership program. It's a great way to score yourself some really awesome discounts to support the show, support the community. And hey, you also get the VW Audi training manuals that we build for our classes that we teach. Those cost you 355 bucks a pop to attend the class. You guys get them as downloads included in your crew member membership. If that's not your thing, you can also check out the Patreon that I set up as well as use my Amazon link. That's the easy free one. Just click the link, buy what you're going to buy on Amazon. Doesn't matter what it is, and I get a little credit for it. And the best part about that is it doesn't cost you any more than you're going to spend anyway. All right, with all that wrapped up, Charles, let's talk about being a successful technician. Now, these are my 10 habits. So if if I don't say something and you think it's really important, make sure you post that in the comments below. Um, you know, the goal here is, is to make sure we're all getting better at our jobs. So number one, the most important thing, it's the easiest one. Uh, it's the one that people seem to miss all the time. And that's punctuality. you got to be here on time. Um, again, it's the easiest thing you could possibly do at any job, no matter what it is. Show up on time. It's that simple. You have people depending on you being there at a certain time. Um, don't let them down. You know, it sort of creates this weird ripple effect of you're late. Now someone else is behind. Now two people have to work harder to make up for, for you being late. And it's just a cycle that goes on and on. So Get there on time. Be ready to work when you're supposed to. And uh, I have a rule on my team that if you're late, you got to bring breakfast for everybody. So uh, I know there's a couple of you guys watching this have had to bring breakfast on multiple occasions. So uh, that gets old after a few times. It's easy. Get there when you're supposed to. Next is, you know, number two, have the tools that you need to do your job. Um, the right tool for the right job usually works out to be a better quality job, whether it's a repair or maintenance. It makes the job easier. It makes the job faster. Um, you know, people ask about how much we spend on tools, and a lot of that is to do jobs faster, um, which in the long run pays off financially. But faster, easier, um, you're less likely to break things. Uh, you know, soft trim tools to remove trim pieces rather than screwdrivers um, is, is really important to have the right stuff. And it can also help bail you out of, uh, of a jam if something does break. 
if a bolt head breaks off, you know, having the right extraction tools to do to do the repair uh, is is very very important. So have the right tools. Number two, important. Um, know your product. Number three, know your product. Uh, this applies to every technician out there, whether you're in the aftermarket or you work at the dealership. You got to know what you're working with. You got to know, you know, not only the car line, um, the aftermarket guys, man, super props to you for having to know so, so much about so many car lines. Um, I think one of the benefits for me at the dealership is I, I got to know one car line. I have to know it really well, but I only have to worry about one. So the more you know about your car line, the faster you can fix stuff, um, the less you'll have to hem-haw around and, and wonder how a system works. So the more you know, the better. Um, it's not impossible to fix something if you don't know about it, but it does make it a lot more difficult. Number four is never forget the basics. Um, man, I have seen guys, including myself, um, get their butts kicked by really, really dumb problems, blown fuses. Uh, you're working with a tire pressure monitoring system and you go through the whole, you know, system and check all the sensors and hook the scan tool up and you never checked the tire pressure. It happens. So, <laughs> you know, never forget as, as you get to be a really, really successful technician and a very good diagnostic technician, um, you can't skip those basics because when you start skipping basics is usually when you get burned. Um, Tons of times I've been able to fix cars by replacing a blown fuse. And, uh, you know, you, you look at the problem on an RO and you can paint the picture of how the diagnostic story can go. And, uh, had you not checked that one fuse, you would be four hours into a diagnostic and all four blown fuse. So never, ever, ever forget the basics. Number five is listen. Um, this is one of my challenges, I know. And, uh, it's, it's something I'm working hard on, on changing, but really listen to not only what a customer says to you, their, their words, but you really need to listen more of what they mean. It's, it's like my wife always tells me, uh, listen to what I say, listen to what I mean, not what I say. Um, and, uh, make sure you're understanding what they're telling you, not just the words. For example, a, a customer might come in and say, I have a squeak in the dash when I drive. Um, and you drive the car and you hear a rattle, well, you know, they might be talking about that same noise as you. Um, they're hearing a noise, you interpret it as a rattle, they interpret it as a squeak. You might be talking about the same thing, you might not. So asking them questions is also really important. And it really does go along with that whole, uh, whole listening package. Um, you know, the squeak and rattle example, we all use different lingo. So I hear a squeak, you hear a, a rattle. Bob hears a chirp, Billy hears a creak, you know, we all can be talking about the same noise, but um, it's not good enough to assume that we're talking about the same thing. We got to know. So we got to listen to what our customer says. And if we're not sure, ask. I'd rather ask them four or five times what something is um, than, than chase a noise down and, uh, and get it wrong. Number six is work smart. This is kind of like being on time, you know, it's, it's sort of that duh factor, like you need to work smart, right? Um, and what do I mean by work smart though? I mean, we want to win the game of flat rate, right? That's the whole point of, of the game. Make money, you know, I love my customers and I'm there for them, but if I didn't get a paycheck, I wouldn't come in every day. So the point is to make money and we make money by working smart. We make money by working hard. Um, I did a whole show all about flat right. I'll put a link to that in the, in the show notes for you if you want to go back and check that out. Um, I'm not going to rehash flat right, but working smart is 
taking good notes during a diagnostic so that you don't recheck the same pin of the same wire 14 times because you forgot it. Um, have an action plan. You know, when, when I do a service, I already know the steps that I'm going to take to do the service. I know what order I'm going to do everything. And I'm consistent with it. I try and have the same plan throughout, you know, every time I do an oil change tire rotation, I do the oil change first, I do the tire rotation, top off all the fluids in that order every time. Plus it helps me to not forget things too. Um, at any point during a repair or a job, try and stack things on top of each other. So if I'm flushing the brakes and I have to rotate and balance the tires, I'll take the tires off, I'll start the brake flush, I'll rotate and balance the tires, and really try and stack as many things on um, on each other as as I can. This could probably be its own show on all, all how to how to stack all these jobs and work smart. But uh, check out the flat rate show. There's a lot of good information in that one. Number seven, always keep learning. Um, yeah, I know there's a lot of us technicians out there that are pretty stubborn and, and hard headed. Um, notice I said us technicians because I'm one of them. And by keep learning, I mean sort of staying with technology. Um, if you're able to, staying ahead of it is is where to be at. You know, keeping up is really hard. Being a bit ahead of it, and, and you don't have to be an expert ahead of it, but being a bit ahead of it is is definitely important. You know, understanding where customers are going, what they're doing, and what they expect is going to hopefully some manufacturers are a little bit behind, but hopefully see, you'll see where the industry's headed. Um, you know, for me now, like the big thing is e-mobility stuff, cell phone connectivity and, um, that kind of thing. So I know that I know manufacturers are focusing on that and, um, I'm trying to be aware of it and stay as ahead of it as I can. I would say for me, the hardest part of that keep learning thing is keeping up with all the technical service bulletins and recalls and updates and tech tips and, uh, service actions. I mean, it's just, it's information nonstop, just at you. And, um, you know, we get a report every week with just a little blip about the things coming out. And for some reason, it doesn't even have all of them in there. But, uh, you know, staying, staying on top of that stuff flat out is, is my biggest struggle when it comes to, um, the nuts and bolts mechanics of doing the job. There's other parts of the job that are really hard too, but, um, as far as in the shop, fixing cars and me, that's the hardest one for me. So, uh, Always stay ahead. Always keep learning. Keep watching the show. This that'll help you. I like to think anyway. Um, no one to ask for help. Number eight. No one to ask for help. This is one where a lot of again us stubborn technicians get get hung up because we don't want to admit that we don't know everything. But you guys know we don't know everything. I don't know everything as much as I like to think I do. Um, I really don't think that I do. But uh, you know you you sort of get caught in this diagnostic circle when you run into a problem and you don't know, you know, you've done sort of the basics, you've done the advanced level stuff, and now you're kind of doing that number and, uh, you know, you don't really know what to do next. Now it's time to ask for help, you know, swallow your pride or whatever it is you got to do. Um, get out of that circle of, you know, looking at the car, scratching your head. Hopefully you've taken good notes so you can refer back. Um, Again, we don't know everything, so utilize the knowledge of your coworkers. If you have some sort of technical assistance helpline to call, um, give them a call. Call the customer and ask them for more information. There's a ton of things that you can do, but never, ever, ever be afraid to ask for help. And, and it could be that the guy next to you seen the problem last week and could go, hey, man, you know, check this. This is what I found. And um, I actually do see that a lot, so that's that's beneficial. Now, 
The caveat of that is do your work first. Don't just jump in around the shop and ask for help and uh, try and get other people to do your diagnostics for you because uh, that creates tension in the shop really quick. And um, I've actually had previous guys do that and uh, you know it doesn't work out really well for them. You pretty much lose respect for, for that guy that just walks around the shop asking for help um, when you know he didn't do his diagnostic portion. So um, again, don't be afraid to ask for help. Number nine. Don't be scared of a job. You know, cars are intimidating, even for us professionals. You know, you, you take a, someone that doesn't know anything about cars and they, they raise the hood, they look, I don't know nothing, shut the hood. Well, there's a lot of jobs that can be intimidating for professionals as well. I remember, <laughs> it's so funny looking back and thinking about it now. I remember when I first started, I was so scared to do a timing belt on a 1.8 Turbo Passat because the bumper had to come off. You know, the scary, the whole, the whole front of the car changes and, um, you know, it's, it's intimidating when you, when you haven't done it a million times. Now I think, man, you idiot, that's the easiest job in the shop. Um, but it's scary and you being scared doesn't get the car fixed. You, um, you know, dilly dallying around cause you don't want to just dive right in doesn't get the car fixed. You know, if you're, if you're scared to do a job, look it up in the repair manual. Like we go back to number eight, we don't know everything. Look it up in the repair manual. Um, for me, I'm more of a, just a dive right in and see what I can find kind of guy. Uh, it, it works out really well almost all the time. I've definitely been burned on it a few times, so I'm going back a little bit now and, and starting to at least skim the owner or the, uh, repair manual and, uh, get an idea of what I'm doing before I just jump right in. But sometimes that's not an option. So sometimes just diving right in is, is definitely the way to go. And number 10, work with your customers. Um, this is kind of really parallel with number five, um, which is weird that it's five and ten. Uh, they're actually the two at the bottom of my list. But, um, you know, we lose sight of the fact that we're there for the customer. And, you know, it, the cars are hard and your body hurts and you got beat up all day. And now you got a customer that wants to test drive a car with you. And, you know, there's times where you're just like, it's the last thing I want to do. But we have to do it. That's our job. And you'll find that you usually win more customers that way. And, and if you're, you're nice to them and, you know, even if it's not your customer and let's say you're walking through the service drive, a, a smile and a hello does worlds of good for not only your reputation, but the dealer's reputation. Um, it puts the customer at ease and, uh, makes them feel better about coming to your shop. So again, our goal as a tech is to get that customer to me or to you personally. But, you know, you may not have that opportunity today, but next time they may remember, hey, that guy was really nice. I wouldn't mind him working on my car or her working on my car. So really work with your customer. Make sure that, you know, if you ever have an opportunity and you have a free couple of minutes, just walk up front and have a conversation with whoever's up there. Um, you'll be surprised at how many people really lighten up and, and enjoy that. And, you know, it, it puts you at the face of the dealership, which surprisingly a lot of dealerships are really scared of. Um, I understand part of that because a lot of us are, are jerks, but, uh, you know, it's, we're, we're all on the same team. The whole goal, the whole big picture goal, as you guys know, is to get the car fixed. So, uh, so make sure you're working with your customers. But that's it, guys. That's 10. That, that is the 10 best things, um, I think every tech could do to either be successful, be more successful. And this all work at any level, whether it's your first day, 
whether you've been doing it for a year and you're like kind of got your footing now or whether you've been doing it for 10 years and, and feel like you got a good grasp on things. Um, revisiting some of this stuff can really put things in perspective and help you, uh, help you just kind of up your game just a little bit. And at every level, if we can up our game just a little bit, we're getting better. We're learning. We're working smart. We're not scared of jobs. You know, we're always getting tools. So we always have the right tools. Um, so taking these 10 things and implementing them into your daily, weekly, weekly work life can really be beneficial. If you have a tip you'd like to share, maybe something that I missed, post it in the comment section below, whether it's on YouTube or on the blog, um, somewhere where everybody can see it. And maybe that's something we can all, you know, tune our game up a little bit with. Going back and listening to these shows are pretty fun. I stand behind this one 100% as much or more as the day I recorded it. And if you're wondering, this show initially came out December 8th of 2014. So remember, guys, if you have questions or comments about today's episode, head over to HumbleMechanic.com and leave them down in the comment section of episode 23. Hey, if you'd like and YouTube's more your thing, you can also watch this video on YouTube. If you want to support the show, remember the ways that I mentioned at the front side of the show. Links are down in the description. You can hit those links, check out more about everything that I talked about today. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and of course, over on YouTube. And hey, guys, if you're digging the audio-only version of this show, do me a favor slide over to iTunes, give it a review. Five stars is awesome. I really appreciate that. But you know what? Whatever review you give it, I appreciate you taking the time, helping me out, and doing those reviews. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. And if you're listening to this when it comes out, happy Friday.